This is Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have just the classics, where we hear the award-winning music from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, November 24th, and um, this is Here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We have a special hello to everyone who is watching via Facebook, and uh, do feel free to comment throughout the show. We'll be looking at our comments and hoping to hear from you. And um, also a hello to our radio listeners who are tuning in on Wednesday from around the world. But today we're going to be talking about a post-Trump syndrome seen in some Taiwan families. Also, why the Taizhou MRT has been suspended. Taiwan's most admirable and unadmirable mayors. And also a social media app here in Taiwan that is being praised for its fight on disinformation. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, so I'm here curious about this post-Trump syndrome. Um... If you don't know, Taiwan actually has been known to be kind of uh, favorable of Trump because uh, Trump has strengthened U.S.-Taiwan ties in, in the past four years and done a lot of unprecedented moves, such as sending a lot of top officials to Taiwan. So some people um, are going to miss him <laughs> here in Taiwan, and we see this in, happening in some families. Some of them made the news. What's been happening, Paula? Okay, um, in sh- in the northern um, Zhongli um, district, um, there's one couple, and they are planning to get married um, around Christmas. However, the woman's uh, father said uh, he is going to um, cancel her daughter's wedding. That's because, well, um, the father said, now that Trump has lost in le- uh, the election, he should concede because that's, uh, you know, democracy. Um, but however, um, you know, his future daughter-in-law said, well, Trump was unfairly treated. And he also said that Trump has every right to seek justice. So the future father-in-law said, well, his future son-in-law is being unreasonable and also self-opinionated. So he said it's better for him to cancel um, his daughter's wedding because he thinks that his, um, his daughter should find a better person. Oh, my gosh. What do you guys think of that story? What do you think, Leslie? That's surprising. I mean, some of the rhetoric in Taiwan, there are people who subscribe to uh, Trump's train of th- Trump, Trump's camp of thought where um, they're, they think that there's something wrong with the election and what's going on. And to see this kind of, I don't want to say rationality, but to see this level, this line of thinking is actually kind of rare and unexpected for me in Taiwan, at least. Um, I think it's pretty good uh it's not it's a it's a father looking out for his for his daughter's yeah. best interest i mean well, what's not to like about this it's rare but it's not an isolated incident because there is another couple um they've been married for 16 years um they are uh, you know supporters of the um the ruling uh, democrat progressive party in taiwan and they hope trump win the election however however because trump has lost the election and the the husband said well and all reasonable voters should you know face that reality 
and Trump should uh, accept the election results. However, his wife said, you know, um, Trump is a real man because um, uh, she really admired Trump's um, perseverance and insistence. That's what a real man should act. Oh, dear. So her husband is pretty tolerant of, I mean, is that the way she wants her husband to act? I think so, yeah. yeah. I would think that'd be pretty hard to live with. Um, it is. Wow, that is that is. I don't know. I mean, uh, politics is so divisive, even in Taiwan is. and in the United States. I mean, it's interesting to see though that U.S. politics can be divisive in Taiwan. We know that Taiwan politics is divisive. Oh I mean, yeah. We hear people arguing and even getting divorced, you know, over politics. I mean, um, do you guys have um, similar issues in the U.S.? If you're listening, let us know. But it's interesting to see that there are some Taiwanese families getting really heated up over U.S. politics. Right. But those two stories are not, they are not just, you know, isolated incidents. You know, there are stories about, you know, some, some friends too. Um, they actually, you know, fought each other, you know, physically. Oh, what? Right. Getting into a physical and then there's fight. A, about Trump? Yeah, right. And then there is a guy um, who refused to talk to his sister because of Trump. Because he liked Trump and she doesn't? or I guess so. And then there are people who are so furious or so disappointed, um, so they refuse to eat. With each other? Oh, my god! It's not like a hunger strike, right? They just refuse to eat with each other. I guess so. I mean, all you have to tell me is that people have different political views and you think you can think they, these, they can argue for however long they will argue until the end of the world but it's interesting that a marriage was called off a wedding was called off i wonder how the wife felt about it though poor daughter i guess i mean i mean did, did she right. really care or does she um, find her husband's opinion annoying yeah i hope they will find a way to you know solve the differences so um i mean when it comes to when it comes to politics like i said like a wedding got called off i'm just thinking yeah i mean it's bound to happen it's bound to happen oh yeah yeah uh, family members don't talk to each other. Do you other guys have politics? the same political leanings as everyone in your family? In my family, yes, you do. So that right. makes it easy for you. Right. How, about, yes. how about you, yeah. Leslie? With the immediate, the immediate family, yes. Anybody outside of, like your relatives? Yeah, anybody like to to my further relatives. There are some that do and some that don't. And yeah, how uh, do you deal with that? I don't. Yeah, just avoid just, the topic. I just, I just be like, yep. You're a person. I'm a person. <laughs> Let's be people. So, yeah, sometimes I have different opinions with my uh, father. Oh, <laughs> so it's really interesting. We try to avoid the topic or, you know, that's smooth over things. So try to like, yeah. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I, I grew up um, listening to my mom and dad yell at the TV because uh-huh. they like to turn on like the political talk shows and they like to yell at the TV. And, and they're on the same side? And they're on the same oh, side. That's good. And now I find myself doing it. <laughs> so I'm more concerned. I'm not concerned with the fact that I have different, like a similar political leaning to my parents. I'm just more concerned with the fact that I'm turning into them. Ah. Yeah. And what about in your dating life? Do you care about someone's political oh, leanings? I just, I, I have to steer clear from it. Like it, <laughs> that is the first, if it goes badly, it'll, it'll torpedo. I mean, what if you start liking someone who has a totally different um, political outlook than you do? It's going to be a problem. It's (laughs) it's definitely going to be a problem. It has been a problem, and it will be a problem. So it seems like politics is a big deal in Taiwan for a lot of people. 
And uh, we have some people who are tuning in. Um, hello to Sean Kuo. And hello to Jen Delari. And hi, Ashi Kosheli from Cindy. Is Cindy, is that India? Radio um, Listeners Club? Or is it Pakistan? Not uh, let us know where you're from. Sure. Yeah. But, um, hey, Sean. I'm yeah. going to say hi to him. So if you guys have any uh, similar experiences, let us know. Um, politics gets very heated in Taiwan and even U.S. politics, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I do have a comment here from Jen who talks about, um, who has said, I've been lucky in that my immediate family and most of my extended family tend to be liberal Democrats, but there is a branch that is very right wing and because right wing viewpoints are pretty hostile to my life, being transgender, we don't talk much. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, so that's quite unfortunate. I think when politics really affects family relationships that much. So it just comes down to what you think is important. I uh, think that's all that's that's what it I is. I think we should overcome all these issues and you know care about each other as people, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, let's look at another story. How about Taiwan's most admirable and unadmirable mayor? Yeah, so this came out. This, uh, this is um, a new poll done by the Democracy Foundation by Taiwan. Uh, they call it the <coughs> excuse me, uh, okay, Taiwan Mingyi Jijin. Uh, and they did a an outlook, or they did a survey on. There were two questions. They were just like, who, do you, which mayor of the six major cities do you find the most, the least admirable, and who do you find the most admirable? Would anybody care to venture to guess between? You have Kaohsiung, Xinbei Si, which is New Taipei City, Taipei City, Taichung, and you also have Taoyuan and Tainan. Paula, venture to guess. Um, Taipei mayor. Taipei mayor, clo- uh, admirable or most admirable or least admirable? Um, personally, I would say he's um, an admirable mayor. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you like him? Yeah, I, I like. I do like him. I think New Taipei City and Xinzhou are probably pretty high up there in the admirable scale. Yeah, that's one and two. So the 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 f- most admired mayor is Hoyoi. Oh. And he is uh, New Taipei City. He's actually had pretty high satisfaction ratings, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Him. He's he's a he's the kind of guy. He he's has a huge area to kind of manage, but he's the kind of guy who really just stays quiet and gets his work done. And I think people really really like that. He was a hero, right? When he um, he went in to save um, a hostage that was being. Um, threatened by a criminal he was a, years yes. ago. Yeah, he was a that? police, a police officer. chief, and he right. didn't have to do that. This uh, criminal is holding someone hostage, and he went in to negotiate with that criminal, yeah. Dan Jingxing, right? I think that was his name, and Yang Mingsan. I was working in Yang Mingsan at the time. I was so scared. He was a uh, he's a very fascinating so figure. I think you know people have a good um, image of him as a person already, but. It's, not, well, it's good to see that he's doing well as a mayor as well. Yeah, uh, he's got 35% ad- admirability rating, and the, he is almost double that of second place, which is Zimun Sun for Taoyuan. Oh, and I thought people like him a lot. Uh, the, he, they, they do like him, just not as much as Hoyoi. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's in second place. He's got about 20% admirability. Third place is Ko Wenze. Paula, ah, yeah, that's oh. your, uh, Next one is Kaohsiung, uh, Chen Shimai, who is the, I don't want to say youngest mayor, but he's definitely had the shortest term so far because he 
was elected in a by-election. Um, admirability rating, the second to lowest is uh, Lu Xiuyi and Taizong, and the least admirable is uh, Huang Weizhe. But this is the question when you ask the the question is, which mayor do you find the most admirable? Right, it's just which one do you find the most admirable? Now, there's the question of which would which mayor did you find the least admirable? Number one was Chen Shimai. Oh, yeah, he was twenty five point five percent least admirable, and the second place, which is strange, is Kuenzo, Taipei City. So, so he's, maybe he's a, a controversial figure. He's, he's a very love him or hate him. Polarizing figure, very right. much so. People also say that he's he's also really. Um, self-opinionated what do you like about him paula i think he's pretty um direct and in most of the time he is um he's he's honest while all politicians tell lies that's true but most of the time i think well he does tell lies but most of the time i think he's, <laughs> he's honest he's most he's, he's you very mean, straightforward right yeah it's pretty straightforward yeah, yeah. so uh, so that's all we got for. I mean, this is. The, I, I, I don't. I don't really have an opinion on the mayors. Like I try to distance myself from politics, like you said. So I'm not going to have an opinion here. <laughs> I'm not going to have an opinion. Mellow out. Mellow out. <laughs> in terms of politics. Whatever, man. Well, Taoyuan so. Mayor Zheng uh, Wenchan, uh, mm-hmm. right? Well, people say that he could be the next um, DPP presidential candidate. Really? Right. And what, what I, do people I did, like about him? I don't know much about him. I heard that he has done a very good job. Yeah. yeah. Italian. Yes. He's, uh, good to know. He's, he did the X Park. He's bringing a lot of like tourism there. But back then, if, if you guys told people you want to go to Italian for like fun, people would just laugh at you. But like now, Italian has like a legitimate tourism uh, industry up and coming. They have an aquarium there, a new aquarium. They got shopping outlets. The, the airport's there. I right, mean, and yeah. they're building a big complex around that, right? Yeah. Yep, that's right. So he's doing a good job. That's good that some of our mayors are very uh, well admired here in Taiwan. <laughs> so recently in foreign policy, uh, Taiwan was highlighted for doing a great job in fighting disinformation on its social media. Mm-hmm. And... Um, on its most popular social media app. Do you guys know which one that is? Line. Line. Yeah. So, um, do you guys use Line? Everyone uses Line, Everybody. right? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> we, we have a Line group. So, actually, in Taiwan, Line, um, about over 90% of people use Line. And um, um, they s- send about how many messages a day? Do you guys oh, guess? Oh, one billion, I dare say. Nine billion. Oh, what? Nine billion. We only have 23 million people. In, in Taiwan? Yeah, and no. that's including children. But think so. about this, how many messages we sent that's every true. day or we, we probably, received every day. We probably have at least 100 or hundreds that we're looking at, right? I say we're yeah. pretty tame, even as it I is. know. I try not to look at my line. I don't turn on my notifications, like the noise, right? It's yeah, just yeah. too noisy and distracting. Wow. So, but they have been praised actually because um, they found some good ways to fight disinformation. The thing about Line is it's very easy to target for disinformation because the groups are closed. So um, it's hard to monitor them. And what they did was um, they also, you know, you can be anonymous. Like, you know, you can just have a picture and a fake name and you can distribute information. So it would be very easy for you to disinfect disseminate harmful and false content right so uh, what they do is they have some bots um that help like um 
what it is is like um, there's this a line fact checker. It's a chat bot mm. and allows you to submit links or statements to be analyzed okay. and verified against content previously fact-checked by one of five third-party organizations. So this includes the Executive Yuan, Real Times News Clarification Page, the Taiwan Fact-Check Center, mm. Rumor and Truth, MyGoPen, and Kofax. So they're working with the government and also with non-governmental organizations yeah. to offer opportunities for fact-checking. Also, they have a thing... Um, which is like an ante that it's called ante meiyu. So it's like a person, kind of like a, a fake person, which mm -hmm. you can add to your group chats. And it will respond when users share falsehoods with one another. Oh. So these are just some of the ways that um, have been highlighted that Taiwan is doing a good job of trying to coordinate civic society with the government to you know, get rid of disinformation because there's a lot of that. There was a survey last year and about online users and 46% said they have received questionable content and a third of them fact-checked it and a fourth of them, after fact-checking, you know, they, they put the uh, fact-checked uh, accurate content uh, out to other people. So that's a big issue. Do you guys ever deal with that? Oh, I my dad sends me a lot of information, and I I tune out three thir two thirds of it. Oh, I, I do just, too. I'm, sometimes I'm just like dad. That that does not sound about right. There's some miracle cures too, or you know things about health that are questionable. Oh yeah, and of course political information is a lot of times very <laughs> biased. Well, like one day, like he's done it before, where like one day he'll send me. A, an article about why eating bananas is bad and the very next day he'll send me another article about why eating bananas are great are great <laughs> and then i'm just like is, uh, he, is he trying to get your opinion or no he just he doesn't you, like i don't know he's very opinionated about my behavior so like sometimes i'll eat bananas and then he'll be like oh you really like bananas now huh well i'm gonna tell you why bananas are bad and then when i don't eat bananas he's like you need more bananas so i think it's more about me than it is about bananas and what's factual he wants to make bananas. sure that you stay healthy yeah, all the time potassium <laughs> he wants to make sure my potassium levels are regulated does he do that with all areas of your life yeah. 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 <laughs> I, he's better about it now. He really is. He's better about it now. But he used to just send me some contradictory stuff. Oh, and that's I, funny. And it just came to the point. I didn't have to fact check him anymore. I just had to be like, I had to just screenshot those pictures of the articles. And then whenever there was contradicting information, I would send him both. I'm like, okay, which one do you want me to believe? Because you've sent both of these to me. And, and then what does he say? I, he says something that annoys me i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there's a lot of fake news out there let's put it that way yeah, yeah. and taiwan is dealing with it because we have a lot of uh, propaganda from china yeah which is really trying hard to you know dismantle our democracy and similar things are happening in the u.s you know and and so this was a, a writer from the u.s saying we have a lot to learn from taiwan which was nice to see yeah that Audrey Tang, our digital minister, is actually um, doing a lot of initiatives to help fight um, disinformation and using the uh, synergy of the government and, and the civic society yeah. and even companies like Line. You know, they participate in this process. So, so hopefully that's kind of uh, good news that we're making progress. 
it's it's very welcome news uh especially when you are fighting this asymmetric warfare when it comes to i that that's what they call it right the government calls it yeah. asymmetric warfare when there's just so much information coming in from the other side which is what they call on the other coast Actually, there was an institute called the National Democratic Institute, which mm. made a documentary about Taiwan and its fight against disinformation during the presidential elections mm. and how they did it quite well. It's called a canary in the, the digital coal mine. Digital coal mine. Yes. So you guys can check that out if you like. Um, we have some people who have uh, been saying hello. I want to say hello to them. Rashid Nas. Hello. And also... Let's see. He says, I love the show. Well, we're glad about that. And Jen Delari says, I've never heard of Line before. Really? People in the U.S. use it, too. Some people do. Really? I thought it's only popular in Asia. Maybe. Yeah, it came from Japan. Um, Some of the American social media platforms could take lessons on fact-checking. Some of the news out there from Line. That's true. That's what the um, article was all about. And Henry L. Yomad Hay, I think he's from the Philippines, right? Oh, yes. So he mm-hmm. says, hello, friends at RTI. Nice to see you here hello. at FB. Hey. Sometimes the signal in the shortwave is not audible. So this is great. Yeah, it's great that we can see each other now and interact, you know, real time and also on different platforms. And then uh, Andrea Wong says, hello. Hello, Andrea. And uh, Jen Delari says, all politicians tell lies. Which is true. That's what Paula said. I think, right? I, I think, <laughs> I think I it's true. They have to, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not yeah, a politician. To, to some extent, right? Extent. I think yes. when you're in this industry, like in the news, you, when you have to follow the news as closely as we do, you definitely see some contradictions about right. what people say. So like... You, one person can say, can say something one day, they can say something the next day, and you'd be like, that wasn't exactly what you said back then. But then again, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's pretty hard to be a politician as well. So. So tell us why the Tidezone MRT has been suspended. It just went up. Yeah. So they had a trial run on November 23rd. And I'm um, not, not November 23rd. I'm sorry. That was November, November 16th. And that was when Andrew and I did here in Taiwan. And Andrew's pretty excited about it. He's like, I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. Taichung's MRT line has been under construction for 11 years. Um, and... A week into their trial run, there was some malfunctions. Now, from what Ooh. I yeah, from what I know is that um, they think it might be a coupling in the train. Uh, they're still asking the Japanese uh, manufacturers of the trains. But the thing is, the Japanese manufacturers of the train were just like, well, it might be the coupling that was made in America. So we have to ask the Americans about what's going on. So everyone's passing the buck. <laughs> yeah, so it's everybody's passing the buck. And um, this might, this has hampered, they, they suspended uh, operations on the Taichung MRT because it was just initially it was just they were just saying uh, it's going to be stopped for one and a half hours and then out then outright they were just like no it's going to be indefinite this this pause is going to be indefinite anyway um, they were having there were about 18 trains running on the line on the MRT line and the company that's in charge of the trains which is Kawasaki from Japan they're removing the couplings from all 18 trains and just making sure that they're okay and then they're just going to go back to the US uh, and be like hey is this right and they say that um, 
Resumption of service could happen as soon as November 30th, but the thing is, a preliminary investigation report on the malfunction is supposed to be presented before December 7th, and I don't think it's smart to resume service before the investigation is done. I don't think so either. Yeah, so does that mean that they think that the the report will be done before December 7th, and then... You know, as soonest it could be that the report is all done and service can resume is November 30th, which is six days from now as of recording time. But I think they wouldn't do anything to um, endanger people's, you know, safety, right? I don't think so. So that would be a, a yeah, big mistake. Yeah. Maybe the investigation is the report is something, you know, very uh, comprehensive or something. And, and Taipei totally changed after the MRT. I'm excited. Uh, you know, came here and it's continuing to expand. And Taiwan is doing a great job with its transportation networks. Yeah. Little glitch here. Hopefully, it'll be okay very soon. All right. Well, that's all we have for you here today on Here in Taiwan. Thank you for joining us. And for Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Leslie Liao. And then Paula Chow. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Just the Classics. I'm Natalie So. Today we're going to be hearing the award-winning music of Tan Dun from his Academy Award-winning soundtrack, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. This song is called The Eternal Vow.
Yo-Yo is the cellist for all this beautiful music, which combines the rich sounds of Western orchestra with some traditional Eastern instruments as well, such as the Chinese erhu and tar drums.
The sound of the Puyuma tribe on Radio Taiwan International.
Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon won 40 awards, including four Academy Awards in the year 2000, including Best Foreign Language Film, Best Art Direction, Best Original Score, and Best Cinematography. It was also the highest-grossing foreign language film in the United States, grossing in 128 million U.S. dollars. Here's another one of its most memorable songs, Silk Road. American singer Coco Lee was the first performer of Chinese ethnicity to perform at the Academy Awards, and she performed this song, A Love Before Time.
listened to some of the music from the award-winning soundtrack, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm Natalie So, and let's end with this song, Desert Capucha. From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. 
You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw. 